This is sports. 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 With a capital F. This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. This is sports with a capital F. F. Generals, welcome to the Sports with a Capital F podcast. I am Graham. Welcome to episode 100. And today I have a very special guest, the creator of the creator of the Sports with a Capital F podcast, one Charlie Possum Walden. How the hell are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Excellent. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's yeah. great to be here in uh, Dunwoody, Wisconsin. Yeah, that would be a good that would be a good place to pretend like my podcast is recorded. Right. I don't in. think that's a real place either. No. So it, I just yeah. made it up. Could be. Sounds real. Sounds like sounds real. Yeah. Sounds well, and who would know? I mean, <laughs> what, what about a half a percent of the population has ever been to Wisconsin? And nobody's ever been to Dunwoody. No. Wisconsin. Well, and if it doesn't exist, then certainly nobody's ever I've been, been there. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. we're off to a great start here. We're well underway. So, um, yeah, it was, it's, it was nice that this coincided with my 100th episode, you being in town for the little girl's birthday. Yeah, yeah, it worked out well. Yep, good weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping you'd do your 100th on the Super Bowl Sunday, but then you told me you hadn't, you hadn't You'd have to like cram five in in like two days or something. That didn't yeah, happen. no. I mean, well, and you know, it's odd too is doing the episode on Super Bowl Sunday. I always assume, excuse me, low viewership on Super Bowl Sunday because, you know. It's, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, people they, people have a thing they're right. looking at on that day generally. It's either that or Downton Abbey reruns. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's pretty much all that's on TV, right? <laughs> right, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Actually, some, it's something like Downton Abbey could have to do with uh, – I think why the NFL's ratings have struggled to this point. I think too much is being put on the political aspect of that and not enough is being put on the fact that now there's other stuff to do on Sunday. Tons of other stuff. Yeah, like there's all these other things you can do other than watch football. And once you've watched football for a number of years, you're not going to be surprised anymore necessarily. You know, even an amazing game is still probably going to seem like something you've seen before. Well, and you know, I think people... uh you know, like myself, frankly, my, my interest in football has waned with all the concussion stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who genuinely don't think, oh, let's put a skirt on the quarterback, you know. Like, right. people are actually getting killed, injured, their lives are shorter, you know. Yeah. But you could still put skirts on quarterbacks, don't get me wrong. You there. could. That, it, may help, it may help the ratings. That's a look. That's yeah. a look. It is. But, no, it's true. And I think I think that did turn off a lot of, like, sort of casual viewers of football. Yeah. And I think it's I think a lot of that too though is the result of like football in the early 2000s experienced this massive spike in popularity and it sort of it took football out of the eye like it put football into the brains of people who normally didn't think about it. I right. think every football fan kind of already assumed that football players were like getting brain damaged and behaving recklessly because of what they did for a living. And then when the NFL kind of started trying to sell it as this family event, then all this ugliness rears its heads, sure. you know. And so now I think it's sort of balancing back out in that like it sort of chased away some of the people who may have had a sunnier view of football once they found the found out the science behind you know letting guys run into each other at full speed not to mention guys whipping up on their girlfriends and elevators and stuff like that yeah that kind of thing (laughs) yeah but all of that's part and parcel too though i actually read something not too long ago where they were saying that had 
the information about CTE existed during O.J. Simpson's trial. They may not, their defense may have been that he did it but was suffering from CTE because it causes impulsive behavior and aggressive behavior. And, you know, that may have been not necessarily saying that that's what the cause was, but that may have been what his defense team would have went with. Instead of the single greatest defense of all time, if it does not fit, you, you must, must quit. It's true because it rhymes. Well, that's what made it work. <laughs> it's true because it rhymes. Who doesn't know that? Yeah, ab- obviously. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Now, so, so how do you rhyme? Nothing rhymes with concussion. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I, I was so. about to try to come up with something, but I'm at a loss. People could call in. But yeah. Don't you have a place where people could call in? I do have a place where people could call. If you call, if you have an idea for what may rhyme with concussion, <laughs> or maybe another Johnny Cochran style rhyme for getting OJ Simpson off based on head trauma, you can give us a call on the Cap F Sports Hotline at eight four seven six six five nine two three eight. That'd actually be a pretty uh, interesting discussion. And quick fire, too. I get a bunch of those phone calls in. Oh, yeah. At yeah. once. People had an idea. Hey, of, hey, I think the phones are ringing right now. Yeah, that's not how this works. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, this is, this is not like a PBS pledge drive. No. <laughs> Listen to those phones. Wow. Hey, we've got a bank of little old ladies out here in the living room. Uh, they're uh, one they're day banning maybe. the phones. Yeah, one day, maybe. The podcast becomes popular enough, I'll abandon the Patreon page and start having telethons. <laughs> Wow, Patreon. Yeah. 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 And actually, if you want to support this podcast directly, you can visit patreon.com slash capfsports and uh, give, give, give. Getting in all those plugs, aren't we? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was planning on doing it at the end, but you keep <laughs> opening, leaving the door open yeah. for me, so yeah. I'm going to walk through it every time. You, you got You know, if you don't ask, what, what did I always tell you? If people offer to give you money, what do you say? Yes. Yeah, you don't like hesitate. These, yeah. these guys, when they were little, like I'd say, do you guys want some money? Uh, say yes. It's always the answer is yes. Well, if somebody offers you some money. You yeah, know. some other sage advice you gave me that I've carried with me my entire life is never turn down a free lunch and never give a sucker an even break. Well, that's uh, the Missouri State motto, you know. Yeah, never give a sucker an even yeah, break. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Salus Populi Supremo Lex Esto. It's on the Capitol. Never uh-huh. give a sucker an yeah. even break. I'm yeah. not sure that's what that means, but I don't speak Latin, so I just take your word for it. That's right. So, Anybody else call in and what does Salus Populi Supremo Lex Esto mean? Anybody yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Again, who knows what Pluribus Unum stands for? Who right. knows what well, that yeah, says? No, that's lost. Nobody. That's, yeah. That's it's a, such a dead language. Nobody knows what nobody that means. Knows. Uh, it's lost. It's lost to time. It's one of those things, you know, like how to work a rotary phone. That's right. Both of those similar. Yeah. So what else is going on? Oh, yeah. Sports wise, the Winter Olympics. It's happening. Yeah, how about that curling, man? It's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite. You've been you've been very snide. You've been, you know, very sarcastic about my enjoyment of curling, but I think it's really the best that the Winter Olympics has to offer. It's the only Olympic sport with man boobs. It is. <laughs> Probably the only Olympic sport, period. Uh, and that, do they do sumo wrestling no, in no, the Olympics? No. no. Okay, well, then that's it. It's, it's maybe the, of all Olympic sports, yeah. It's yeah, the it's only, the only one. one with moobs. With, with man boobs. Yep. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. moobs. And beer guts. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, I think that that's important. And I, we were watching uh, the the cross country skiing which is basically like an hour of solid up and downhill skiing right. around turns using all those muscles i just i like the idea that the curlers are in the same olympic village as those guys right olympic right. athlete 
Olympic they're athlete. They're high-fiving each other as they go of course. back and forth from the shower. Yeah, you don't think you don't think that those cross-country skiers respect the curlers? Yeah, right. You know? yeah, yeah, those those curlers, they're so buff, man, those yeah. guys. You don't, think, you don't think they got the same level of respect for those guys? Do they are treated the same around the Olympic Village? Yeah, I mean, like, if you go up to Wisconsin or uh, Minnesota, like, isn't where you're curling? It's sort of like a bowling alley, I think, isn't that right? Like, there's mm-hmm. a bar... Of course. There's hot dogs on one of those spinning things, you know. Yeah. There's, there's special shoes they spray, you know. <laughs> yeah. well, there's probably a guy in. at the Olympic Village holding <laughs> yeah, the shoes. Sure. I mean, Give curling is one. just bowling on ice, man. That's all it is. It is, but those people are Olympians. <laughs> so let's make bowling let's, in the Summer Olympics, then. Let's put bowling. I'm, I'm in full support of bowling and darts being Olympic sports yeah. at this point. But definitely if curling is allowed in. You know, speaking of bowling, have you ever been? To, you've been to the Bowling Hall of Fame there in St. Louis. I have. It's yeah, that, fantastic. It's one of the weirdest museums <laughs> you'll ever possibly go to in your life. It's like uh, they they've moved it. I think they've got a new one because they tore it down when they built the, uh, uh, the all that rigmarole around the new Bush Stadium. But they've mm-hmm. got a new location. I haven't been in that one. But but in the old museum, you walked in and like there was. Uh, it reminded me of being at the Guggenheim. Actually, <laughs> there was a, there was a. There was a ramp, like a spiral ramp, you yeah. know, and as you walked up, it showed you the history of bowling and all these dioramas. So in the first one was a guy, like a model of a guy in a caveman suit <laughs> rolling a rock. Because, of course, that's how it started. That's how bowling got started. Yeah. And then as you went up, you know, there were guys in like uh, Shakespeare era fancy pants <laughs> you know, all the way up, you know. With bowling with objects of various levels of yeah. spherical shape, I'm sure. Like, I, don't, I don't think they had bowling in the future. That'd be an interesting. That would, just, that would be interesting that'd be a, to some, see. Maybe some yeah. people could like draw their conception of a yeah, bowling in the future diorama. I like yeah. the idea of the Flintstone style bowling being oh, part great. of the history of bowling. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like this rough rock, you know, like <laughs> flint chipped rock, you know. Ooh. Well, and I'm sure I'll, I'm sure all of that is based on actual evidence found in this fossil record. Right, right. <laughs> and a guy with really big eyebrows, you know, yeah. kind of a ridge on his forehead. Yeah, drinking fermented blood of some kind. Yeah, dinosaur because, from a dinosaur he just killed because yeah, you know I, the world's only 6,000 years I old. I did know that. Don't just, don't question me on history. <laughs> <laughs> I have a degree. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. No, that is, and that is, I do recommend that to anyone if you're ever in St. Louis. There's no reason to see any of the other attractions in that city. Except the bowling hall. Take, thing. Take, go straight to right. the bowling hall. If you only hall see thing. one thing on your visit when to St. Louis. Louis yeah. Right. You'll see the arch driving in anyway right got to see the bowling but there is something of interest there break great brick edifice to a fabulous sport the new bush stadium wow what a place huh yeah it's a (laughs) wonderful gathering place for the toothless and those married to their relatives it's a wonderful place to go the bush stadium yeah yeah built in 2006 all right. Well, let me stop you here. The uh, actually, I think it's interesting too, though. I think we're seeing a, a an evolution in the history of St. Louis Cardinals fans as they are beginning to become accustomed to not being the bells of the ball. I have noticed, not unlike an aging supermodel becoming bitter with the world. I've noticed St. Louis Cardinals fans that that shiny veneer and they're clapping for other teams making good plays. I believe that's melting away a bit. I believe it's giving way to the ugly underbelly of what really is at the heart of St. Louis Cardinals fans. Well, you know they had they had a long dry spell though, from '85 to what 
to 2006. What? Wow, that's a long or time. Two, no, 2004. They were in the series with the 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 one they lost got swept on um, the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they lost, but the Red so Sox. that's but that was a long dry spell. They hadn't been in a World Series since the Kansas City thing, the I-70. Wow, World that's Series. a really long 85. time. 85. That's a really long time. That is quite a, quite a spell. Not That's, quite as long as 1945 no, to but, 2016. But still, you know, for a team that contends a lot, yeah. used to contending 20 years to go no, 20 years. Without going to one. Yeah, but it without wasn't like they one. weren't in contention in those other no, they, years. No, they made the playoffs a few oft, times. Oft made the playoffs. Right. Yeah. But they did. And I mean, I think and that's enough, I'd say. Yeah. Probably we've heard enough of them. They'll eventually, eventually that team will move to Indianapolis or something. Yeah, you know, probably so. Yeah, I imagine that's probably right, right around the corner. <laughs> Belleville. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm terrified as usual that despite the fact that I've heard of almost no one in their pitching staff, somehow they will have a bunch of 13 win pitchers on their team. Probably a guy, probably a guy named Mart. There'll probably be some guy named Martinez. Some guy you never heard of. Yeah, they're yeah. big on that. Right. They're big on that. They give them that cardinal juice. They give him that poo holes juice. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, that's what. However, that however that works. <laughs> you know, Jason Hayward has had like since he left Atlanta has done nothing except for one year when he was in St. Louis he hit two ninety three and then that yeah, was awesome. And then again, never did anything again. He yeah, was, I wish they hadn't traded him though. Actually, he's 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 a good player. Nah, well. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. He was that year. Anyway. He was that. Yeah, he was that year. It was, he was good enough to get himself a contract and a ring. Yeah, he did. And I don't, you know, I like Jason Hayward and that's my deal. Jason Hayward must just be like the most likable guy in baseball because despite the fact that he forgot how to hit a baseball a long time ago, he manages to find work religiously. I mean, he's a phenomenal defensive player, but at what he's being paid now, there has to be some young guy who could also hit 200 and throw somebody out at the plate from right field. Yeah, but you know he plays smart, though. You know, he does play smart. He's <laughs> he's collecting a lot of money and not putting out a lot of output. You know, not, not a lot of production out of that guy. Well, Me and Griff have a theory that that story about him giving the uh, you've heard this story, I'm sure that in, during the rain delay in Game Seven of the World Series, that he came into the locker room and gave like a rousing oh yeah win one for the Gipper speech right. right. I'm skeptical of the validity of that story. Dude, he was he's great in the clubhouse. That's what they always say about a guy <laughs> who's, who's not hitting. Man, but he's great yeah. in the clubhouse. The chemistry. What does that mean, you know? The chemistry he brings to the clubhouse. That's well, better what's than, the other option? He's just in there, like, hitting people with bats? Well, or you could be like Sammy Sosa and, like, play salsa music at, you know, <laughs> yeah. 120 decibels. Yeah, or Barry Bonds. I guess Barry Bonds used to have a room in the clubhouse with a recliner in it where he would sit and no one could talk to him. I can see that. Yeah. He's Barry Bonds. Yeah, it doesn't seem hard to believe. No. But especially, you know, there towards the end of his career, he did seem to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, the, San Francisco's retiring his number, though, so maybe a, a step in the right direction for that guy. They have to. You know, they have out at AT&T Park, they have that little counter in McCovey Cove on the mm-hmm. wall, how many yeah, balls have hits. gone in the drink, yeah. you know. I don't know what it's up to, 70-something maybe. But, like, you know, three-fourths of them were Barry Bonds. Of I mean, course. Yeah, nobody just, was – that's it's a that's a long long way. That's oh, not yeah. like hitting one to, onto Waveland at Wrigley. That's, no, no, that's a long way out there to the McCovey. Cove. Yeah, because there's like a big dock on the other side of the wall. You yeah, know, well, and it's already it's, a, it's already deep for a right field line too. Yeah. I don't know what it is out there, but it's not it's not an exp, it's not a short porch and then a short trip to the water. There's a right. whole bunch of structure between mm-hmm. the edge between when it's a home run and when it hits the and water. And it's high so. too. 
Yeah, and I think and I think it goes without saying Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer with or without steroids. I mean, sure. he probably would have been a 500-500 guy without ever having taken steroids. He just never had that panache, the showmanship of Mark McGuire. No, he no one was as natural. And he had that one tear like that Indian <laughs> in the littering commercial from the 60s. <laughs> that one tear rolled down one side. You know my favorite thing about oh, my favorite thing about Mark McGuire was when he became he became the Cardinals hitting coach and I think it was Albert Pujols's final season in St. Louis I think was the year the Cardinals hired Mark yeah, maybe McGuire there a couple of years but right, as right. their hitting coach but I was watching a game and it was early in the season and Albert Pujols crushes one out to left field like way up into like the third deck and they show Mark McGuire like yeah like he's like I taught him that right. <laughs> like, I just told him just pull your hand down just yeah, another just millimeter little, yeah twist it that that's the, that's the yeah. money shot right nobody there. needed more help hitting home the, runs than the, Albert Pujols right. at that point in his career right I'm sure he could really use the yeah I was always like what advice is Mark McGuire gonna give us so, well what you do is you go up there you swing as hard as you can right and hope you run into the ball. <laughs> Wait, you can't bench press a, a Yugo? <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work for you. I don't know how hitting works. That was unless hopeless. Your biceps are the size of tree trunks. <laughs> you look like Bluto. Yeah, he did look like with Bluto. The, yeah, Bluto with the tiny legs and the yeah. big V-shaped upper body. Yeah, it was an interesting time for baseball, but I, I don't. The steroid era never really upset me that much. I think it was exciting watching guys hit home runs. Yeah. Well, you, know. you were into the, you know, you were of the age where you were into the uh, McGuire and Sammy Sosa of course. Know, thing. Yeah. It brought a lot of people back to baseball. And then the next year, Barry Bonds, like, blew them both completely, completely out of the water. Completely out like, of the water. stripped it out by 20% or something yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. I was a good time. And steroids, steroids are no, I think those, especially Barry Bonds, would have been a... One of the greatest. Right. And you know, and that, he was before that too, but before he got to that point where his head grew four sizes or whatever, uh, he was before that he was a phenomenal baseball player. Oh yeah. You know, the steroids for Barry Bonds was definitely an issue of him. He didn't feel like he was getting credit for the production he had put in and felt like he needed to up his game one extra level. And if you give, one of the greatest living baseball players, steroids. Now you're dealing with this whole other kind of monster who hits 70 sure. home runs in a season, you know? Yeah, and you know, and it, you know, just to prove that steroids are still good, you know, look at all the Olympic athletes that take steroids. I mean, every, everybody's taking them. They're, so they got to be they got to be good for you. Well, of course. Well, I mean, they at least that was work. Year, that was years ago, and people know that there's still it's still the magic key, you know, to take a bunch of steroids. It is well, and that's always been my thing too. Is that for every for every Barry Bonds, there's five thousand kids who've went through single a who were taking steroids who'll never sniff a major league baseball stadium sure i think is the concern most people have there but if that's where the that's where the bar is and it's baseball they've used whatever they've used whatever uh crutch they can in the existence of the game all through the 60s and 70s they were all on those greenies which were just amphetamines right right you know and then in the 80s they were all on cocaine and then like the 90s baseball was boring because they weren't really sure what they were going to do and the guys who were on steroids were taking you know crazy like horse steroids and and babe ruth who'd like eat eight hot dogs and drink 
six or seven beers before a game. Yeah, but if you want to talk about asterisks, though, for those guys, how about you played in a non-integrated version of baseball, like where you were like, oh, sure. 50% of the people who are capable of playing baseball aren't allowed to play. Of sure. course, this giant fat dude who eats hot dogs and drinks <laughs> beer is the greatest athlete in America, right? <laughs> like, you're like, He was, man. Yeah, because, yeah, all those. That, to me, if you're looking to put asterisks on records, like all baseball records prior to integration should have some kind of asterisk like oh hey yeah by the way you know by the, the way ty cobb played when like black people weren't allowed to watch baseball and there weren't even like there aren't even stats on those most of those negro league teams are there i mean uh, i think some of them some exist maybe. but a lot some of them too are like historically reconstructed right. from accounts of the game i mean people kept score their scorecards and people went through and put it back together but not nearly not nearly as much as existed for obviously major. Well, yeah, because it's always in the newspaper if you're ba- major. League right, baseball. it's certainly easier to get your hands on right. if you were compiling those statistics from back in those days. Yeah, for back yeah. in the day, yeah. which is yeah. the day, and which encompasses everything from last week to the beginning of time. Exactly. It's an all. It's actually a very important phrase in the study of history. Right. Back, by, back in the day. Uh, back in the day. I've written back in the day on a test. I'm not going to lie. Pastos. Do you like that term? Yeah. Pastos. Pastos. Yeah, people, pastos. People, people from, from the, the past. past. Yeah. <laughs> pastos. Or a long time ago. Yeah. I like pastos, <laughs> pastos though better. It sounds a bit like pedos. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what the British, they, musicians are musos. Mm-hmm. That's like a thing they do. Yeah. Journos. I've heard uh, yeah. when I was doing a lot of my research on soccer hooligans, they often refer to journalists as journos everything's abbreviated over there too mm-hmm. you know yeah and and like like if someone's name was jeremy their name is jez right i like that jez. one too you know that's an interesting way to give someone a nickname <laughs> just take the first letter of their name and add as works you know, good it does it gets it done okay well we're right. t- 20- hey, this, this is rolling along hey what's going what's happening next come on all right we're, get to it. We're, let's move get it. To it. <laughs> let's get some structure in here move to another segment okay so we're gonna take a phone call here uh i'd like to remind everyone thank you if you did call in to the cap of sports hotline at 847-665-9238 please keep those calls coming if we don't get to your call on this episode uh obviously because it has a bit of a special framework i will get to it on the next episode all calls will be played no matter how inane I'm not necessarily saying I'll play all of them, but all calls will be played. But so for this episode, because my father is here, I'm going to play a call I got from my sister. So it'll be an entire family affair here. And uh, let's take a little listen here. What's up, Cap S Sports? Long time listener, first time caller. It's uh, 7 p.m. and I just got home from work. Uh, I work for the government, and I have been led to believe by a lifetime of indoctrination that working for the government is easy, and yet I have found that not to be the case. I'm interested in hearing your perspective on government employment and the laziness thereof. So let me know. Bye-bye. Hey, I'd just like to say something. One of the things I always wanted to do was call up Rush Limbaugh and say, Hey, Rush. Long time caller, first time listener. Yeah, as if you'd just been calling. I've been calling and finally got, this is the first time I've actually listened to the show. Right. So there's got to be a lot of cranks out there who just call in. It has to have been at some point, right? And maybe he's even played your call, but you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know because I don't listen. (laughs) It's your first time listening (laughs) to the program. That's pretty good. I like that. Someone's going to need to use that. At some point. And That's copyright to um, me. If it, no, it's stand-up comedians to take note. You cannot use that line. <laughs> it's, a copy, it's copyrighted. <laughs> copyrighted right here before you. Okay. Before uh, you but, yeah, so Jesse called to ask, 
about basically it sounds like she's like a lazy government employee and was perhaps expected to do some work for a brief period and well, is now saying that she's not lazy and it's hard work. What do they say on Ghostbusters? What's that line? Uh, I've worked in the private, private sector. sector. They yeah. demand results. They expect results. They expect yeah. results. That's yeah. right, right. Well, I have a feeling that all that's going on with my lovely sister there is that she was expected to be at work for the entirety of a day and maybe possibly a little bit more because, uh, you know, and I guess in it's all relative. I mean, it's all perspective. I, I think I think what she's saying, I think she's talking about the, her, some of her coworkers, maybe, rather than herself. Yeah, it could be. I think she's uh, d- dishing on her coworkers, you know, because uh, she's, she's a pretty hard worker. She is. Well, she spent most of her life working in the private sector. That's right. And I've tried to counsel her on this on several occasions that they're not going to erect a statue of you and you're not going to, you're not going to be, you work for the government now, you're not going to be rewarded based on merit at any point. This is all, it's entirely about nepotism and ass kissing and just being a hard worker and being smart is pretty much is irrelevant at this point. But also it sounds to me like the whinings of a government employee who was asked to do something finally. No. And it's just based I, on her perspective. I, I think you're going to get another call next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you totally missed the meaning of that call. But you're going to get another more irate call directed at you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She'll probably call me on like a Tuesday in the middle of the day right. when she's off work for, I don't know, like save the trees day in right. California. There. St. Swillen's day. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. She'll, okay. Yeah, if she's working so hard, she won't have time to call me to complain <laughs> how hard it is to work for the government. I I appreciate that call. She was though, calling Jesse. on her own time, though. She was. Yeah. Well, she's a government employee. None of it's her time. Well, yeah. Technically. Well, all of it's her time. Yeah, I like I I I, I do uh, I do like that she called in, and I certainly appreciate yeah. that she had a hard day at work, and I'm sure she and she does work hard. Of course. But if a person is working really hard. And it's not necessary. Does it count as as hard work? Well, yeah, because sometimes you're just yourself? avoiding the pain of having to do it later. That's true too. Yeah. Well, and also sometimes I know that when it comes to work, or at least I've seen other people engage in this behavior where there's someone else who doesn't really pull their weight, so they pull their weight for them just so that they can get things done. Right. But you really, you got to suppress that need to do that when you work for the government. I think you'd have to suppress it in all fields of human endeavor. Probably. Doing the other guy's work is yeah. never a good idea. Never, ever, ever. No. No, but Jesse, being the Lisa to my Bart, I can see her engaging in that kind of behavior and it oh, upsetting yeah. her a bit. And you're not going to, you're not going to, uh, you know, get anywhere in the private sector pulling somebody else's weight either. Hell no. Under- in fact, just the opposite. Yeah. They'll probably get a promotion for doing such a great job. Yeah. Then they'll be your boss and wonder why you were able somehow to do the work of two people, mm-hmm. them when they weren't doing anything, and you, and they'll continue to expect you to do the work of two people. It's true. This is all good advice, Jesse. But more than anything, I just didn't really want to answer that question very seriously because she's not here to defend herself. And so that when she hears this, she can be. You might have to Skype her in rage. next week. Yeah. I considered Skyping her in for this, but that's awful complicated. Oh, yeah. Seemed like way more than I wanted to deal with. Besides, it's hard to talk with someone on Skype, two people in a room. It goes off the rails really it's quickly. Speaking of going off the rails really quickly, how are you enjoying your appearance on the podcast so far? Uh, you know, it's really great. It's it is. Really great. It's pretty yeah. fantastic. Yeah, you know, I'm going to pump this version of the podcast up onto my YouTube channel, too. I have a YouTube channel, too. Just look up Charlie Walden. Yeah. It's not anything like this YouTube channel, though. It's no. nothing like it at all. It's all a bunch of me playing the fiddle. Yeah. Wow. So if I was you like that get kind into of thing, that. Yeah. If you like that kind of thing, 
I was going to get into that. You have, uh, you've been playing the fiddle for your most of your life yes. and are quite accomplished at such. Yes, it's a great way to kill time. It is. To, to, to waste a lot of time. You can consume a lot of your day playing the fiddle, especially when you get retired. You know, you didn't. That's what I do all the time now. Yeah, but you get to go play music for other people, oh, yeah. too, and people enjoy place. it. We play out the West Coast. We played East Coast. Australia. North Coast. Been to Australia. Been to, been to Scotland. Yeah, it's great fun. Ireland. Do you find that, especially the... Because I know that there's a big Irish music scene in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Did you find the Irish music scene in Chicago to be authentic to the Irish music scene in Ireland? Oh, yeah, for sure. Pretty much. Yeah, because you got people coming. You got a lot of people fresh off the boat, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, and there's a lot of back and forth, the Irish community in America. People go back and forth. Oh, there's still a good they bit of cultural transmission there, and they yeah, go back and oh, okay. Tons of people still know who their relatives are. Because okay. you got a lot of people who are first, who are like, well, I know a lot of people who are like second generation for sure. Okay. So they certainly know. You know, if you maybe if you came over here at the you know in the potato famine years in the eighteen fifties, you might not might have lost track. I assume that was when America stopped letting Irish people into this country. Oh no, I didn't know they, I didn't know they were still allowed. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, Irish can still come in. Here. That is cr- right. see, you learn something every day. Every day, you learn something new. All right, well, Irish fiddle music. If there's anybody left, let's uh, let's let's take a stab at the uh, Cap F Sports Power Rankings. Oh yeah. Now explain what those are again. I know, but I there might be listeners who aren't aware of what the Cap F. Okay, for those of you who are new to the podcast, and probably anyone who tuned in to see my dad, and if you're still hanging in there, you're a real trooper. Uh, but. The uh, Cap F Sports Power Rankings operate much the same as Power Rankings work on a traditional sports show where you rank the top teams based on, you know, measurable statistics. Oh, Sports with Cap F Podcat. Podcast. The podcat is here. You know, my wife always tells me I need more cats in my videos. I'll get more views. Of course. Yeah. Well, this podcast just blew up. And now, the Cap F Sports Power Rankings. But so the Cap F Sports power rankings are I take a random noun generator off of the intranet and I select three random nouns and then they are ranked based on a system that I have yet to figure out. But people just seem to go with it. It seems to speak to the human nature. Uh, And so this week's power rankings or this episode's power rankings are Fishmonger, Steam and Ranch. And a ranch, fishmonger, and which is the most? Uh, we go. We, we, which way do we go? We go from the least to the greatest. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of times people go for best to worst. I like to go worst to first. Yeah, because then there's some buildup. Yeah. So between fishmonger, steam, and ranch, I'm gonna put fishmonger. Uh, fishmonger is an occupation as the lowest of those most least important, least valuable, least valuable. Yeah, to you know, like fishmonger is an occupation, but. There's not too many fishmongers left nowadays. There's not. And I think, too, if it if there were no fishmongers, people could probably still get fish. Right. Right. How many people go down? I mean, like in the Hootsie Tootsie area where I live, there's actually fish shops, you know. Mm-hmm. But in most of the world, you go buy your fish at the grocery store. Yeah. Or you go – or you – Maybe if you live on the coast or near a lake, there might yeah, be a guy who catches Seattle fish. or something. Well, or even down in Florida, you know, there are yeah. fish pl- guys where fresh catch, you know, the day they sell That's it. true. But fishmonger, not so, not so important Is there anymore. a difference, as far as you're aware, between a fishmonger and a fisherman? 
Like is so the per the person who mongs the fish is just the guy. <laughs> yes. He gets the. Have fish. you ever monged a fish? I've by never way? monged a fish. I'm not sure that's. But a word. I've been around for quite a while. But so this person that mongs the fish, I'm assuming that do they get? The, are they a third party between the fisherman and the fish He's consumer? A fish seller, I'd say a fish seller. Yeah, like in a market, you'd you'd have the guy, the butcher, the fresh vegetables guy and the fishmonger the guy he's he'd have all these fish on ice you know and mm-hmm. out on out on his cart or in a case you know and he'd be your fishmonger yeah the I guy who sells that. you the fish right he's the monger <clears throat> sometimes the it's fish. the same person but most generally not i'd say yeah. so we, without fishmongers though we could probably still get fish we could still get by yeah know? i think we'd survive okay i'm in agreement there because who doesn't eat the gortons you know Fish sticks and whatnot. Yeah. Those things are great. They really are. They're good for you, too. Oh, they're fantastic for you. Well, they look, they, you can't ask too many questions. No, the when minced fish ones, the ones I like. Yeah, if you're buying frozen <laughs> fried fish in a box, and you don't get to ask questions. No. And if you ask any, you're asking too many. Which is too bad, because the, the commercial, I think, used to actually say, ask the Gorton's fishermen, didn't it? It did. No, and it said, trust Trust, the, trust. It, the song was "Trust oh, the Gordon's okay. Fisherman." The picture of a fisherman on the box. Trust us. You couldn't ask him. No. Ask Texaco. Maybe that's. What yeah, I think I believe it was "Trust, trust the Gordon's Gordon Fisherman." Fisher. Okay, I was going to ask him something, but it's, I could never get his phone number. No, well, trust hmm. is way more uh, nefarious. It seems much. It's way darker. The idea, like, oh, it's fish. Trust us. Right. It really is a fish. Yeah. Trust the guy on the box. Trust we're, the Gordon's fisherman. We're not going to say what kind of fish it is. but No, trust the Gordon's fisherman. It may even be cat. All right. What else we got? Uh, fishmonger, steam, and okay. ranch. So okay. we're already with fishmonger at the bottom. Uh, well, I'm putting ranch next. Ranch. Uh, now, I guess... And not, I'm talking about ranch dressing. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a lot of times these words involve context. Right. And they can rise or fall in the rankings based on that context. Um, although, again, well... I guess ranch is a bit different than the fishmonger thing, though, because you need a ranch in some respects to acquire food. You could have a fish ranch, too. You could. I've seen those land fish. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess and you farm fish, too. Um, and that person's no longer monging those fish. Would a person who sells... So would a butcher... Could that person not be considered a cow monger? Beef monger. A beef monger or a chicken monger? But you don't really call them that for some yeah. reason. Great, I don't know what other what other kind of mongers what other kind of mongers are there. That's a that'd be worth looking up. You know, it would be. derivations of monger. Yeah, if anyone else knows of anything that any other kinds of mongers, hit us up at eight four seven six six five nine two three eight. And then obviously at the top is steam, right? Because where would we be without steam? Couldn't have anything without steam. <laughs> Basically, all automation and locomotion as we know electricity it electricity began it's with all, steam. Well, you need steam now for electricity. So right. yeah. Steam's pretty important. Steam's been coming out of cracks in the earth for for eons since the beginning of time. To, Six thousand years ago, at least. That's right, minimum. Hands hands down. <laughs> See that that was a callback. Hey, that's right. You, you go yeah. top. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think we've done just about enough damage here. Uh, you have you had enough? I think this has been wonderful. All right, fantastic. Well, <laughs> let me handle a little business here, and then I will let you plug your things. All right, uh, as I've mentioned already, uh, if you would like to join in the conversation, and God knows I need someone else involved in my conversations, <laughs> hit me up on the Cap F Sports mm-hmm. hotline at 847-665-9238. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can visit patreon.com slash Sports. That costs you money. But if you don't want to spend any money... 
You can support this podcast by visiting the Amazon affiliate link at capfsports.com and clicking on that link and then going and buying whatever crap you are going to buy anyway, and it may or may not help the podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at capfsports. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to the audio podcast pretty much wherever you get podcasts. Charlie Walden, my dad, thank you for coming on the podcast. Tell people where they can find your stuff. Just go to charliewalden.com. It's all there. Twitter, everything. Everything, all all my links are there. All right, charliewalden.com. All right, you heard it here first. Thank you, and a special thank you to the podcast. See if you can get an amount of that microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. F. 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 This is a capital. F. F. F.